You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. Keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Sabrine Sudan Jolly. And welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Queen. Again, thank you for being with us. You have been a guest on the show, but this is your first time being a guest co-host as I've dubbed you and a couple of other queens to help me out from time to time on the show. Y'all are the queens of intellect, but Sabrina, if you will, say hello to the two seekers. Give people a little bit of your background before we get into this morning's discussion question. We're gonna, as I told you a little earlier, we'll take a little different approach, but if you will, Queen, just say hello, give a little bit of your background, and we'll get into this morning's discussion question. Okay, cool. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great day. I first want to thank you for inviting me on. I'm excited about this conversation today. Uh, My name is Sabrine Sudan Jolly. I am a poet, author, and educator, and I'm just happy to be here and uh, join in this conversation. No, absolutely. Now, today is going to be more of a, um, a a science experiment than a conversation as we, yeah, I have an interview of a brother who I was hoping to have bring on, bring on live, but our schedules just never want, matched up. And I've been wanting to do this show well, for I, a long time. And this morning's discussion question uh, for those, if you are a first time listener, again, I go by the name Black Socrates. So we like to take the Socratic method uh, to our topics. And so I always do them in the form of a question. Uh, you know, I always say question everything. So this morning's discussion question is, men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? Men, would you mm-hmm. want your daughter to date a man like you? And again, our our additional guest is actually an interview because this brother's schedule just never worked out. We could never get it live. We're going to keep this brother's name anonymous as we go on this little journey, the science experiment, as I call it. We're going to jump into this interview. And what I want to do is break down as we're listening to this interview, and you'll help me do this this morning, Queen. Again, thank you for being with me. Uh, we're going to try to get mm-hmm. into the psychology of what we're listening to, if that makes sense. Um, again, we are the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Uh, I always say that we're, you know, trying to deal with the psychology of our people and trying to improve things. And this is a question that, again, people can go a lot of places. We will be allowing the callers to jump in with us. Um, but before I play, I'm going to play a cut early. I typically play the cuts right after the first break. But because I have so many cuts, 
Yes, and this interview is amazing to me. I tried to make sure you're getting in the anonymous part so that we could keep it raw when it comes to uh, a question like this. Again, men, would you want your daughter to date a, a man like you is this morning's discussion question. And so before we start with one of the cuts, um, before the first break, I just wanted to ask, and this is how we always start, Sabrina, is just simply when you first heard the question worded in that manner, can you recall, you know, when I asked you to come on as a guest co-host, as part mm-hmm. of the Queen of Intellects, can you recall your first initial thought to that question? Just the initial thought, not too in-depth. We're going to go in-depth as we get through this uh, this show. Um, my first thought went directly to the man in my life uh, and if they will want me to be like them. And I think the answer might be no in some cases. So, yeah. Nah, interesting, interesting. So what I want to do, again, to introduce our anonymous guests, again, it's going to be interview cuts. Our schedule just could never work out, and I didn't want to keep waiting to do this show. I've been trying to do it for a number a number of months now, and the schedule wasn't going to work out. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do the show, I'm going to interview it, and bring it to the, to the show. And so what we're going to do is get some backdrop, get an understanding of who our additional anonymous guest is, if you will, and so that will help give context, and we'll break this down for this, this morning's discussion question and a little later in the show we'll start opening up the phone lines and getting hopefully getting a lot of viewpoints hopefully a lot of men are willing to call in and give us their viewpoints and i got a, a, a matter of fact well I'll, I'll tell you how i'm gonna what i'll how have the men tackle this that call in and give us their perspective on this as well but let's go ahead and introduce again our anonymous guest to the show and we're gonna hear you're gonna hear a, 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 the introduction of them a commercial. We'll hear some more thoughts, and then we'll come out of that and start peeling back again, as I call this our scientific experience experiment, as I'm calling it this morning. Um, so just keep that in mind. So we're going to be ch- listening for a while before we talk again. All right, let's get this first cut and introduce our guest. Men, would you want to date? Would you want your daughter to date a man like you? And um, you, brother, you got a unique situation. Uh, if we understand, um, how many kids do you have? Uh, five. Five kids. How five kids. Four. Five kids, four baby mothers. All right, four, but yeah, four baby mothers. Um, what's the age range? Just in the system, from the youngest to the oldest, just to get an idea. Um, sixteen to ten. All right, sixteen to ten. And how old are you, brother? Thirty-six. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, the thing about you, you know, I've been knowing you for a while, King, and um thing about you is I was kind of mentioning when we were talking before that the thing I've always admired about you is you know I know you left your your town and, and in a sense moved to a another place to in a sense make a better place for your uh for your for your children if you will and um, when I met you, you you know you were always talking about getting your kids and raising them and things of that nature and um right now you are a single father raising four out of the five and at one point you had all had all five of, of them but your oldest uh, is is um, back home. not with yeah. you now. Yeah, yeah, back mm-hmm. home, not with you now. But I definitely remember. You know, I remember one time I called you, and you were so happy that you had finally gotten all of them. And and then part of it was you working out the conversations and the things with the four baby mothers, if you will, right? Working it out. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, let me raise my children. You know what I mean? And you've always been. It's definitely been a battle. So I. <laughs> yep. No right. doubt. No doubt. So I definitely um, admire you uh, for that. You know more than anything, but like I said the last time when I was talking, when I was talking to you, was typically when a, if a, if you run into a man who has 
five kids, four baby mothers. The last thing is is, is that they will be taking care of all of them. So I just said, mm-hmm. when I tell people, when I tell you personally, I admire you. I mean that. And the reality is, I don't got a king in my circle that don't take care of their kids. And so that's why we've been able to stay cool is because yeah, I've seen you mm-hmm. over the years get to this point where now, again, single father of you know, a boy raising for it, really. But again, if you had it your way, you would have all five. And I, you know, I, again, I, I damn sure would. <laughs> My name is Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group, focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the Black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com, 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Com. Call them at 404-465-4348. We talked about, you know, I also asked you, you know, kind of what was your situation growing up. And um, you broke it down to me that, uh, well, girl, I'm going to forget to let you answer that. So, um, you know, what was your situation growing up? Maybe um, your mother and father, were they ever married together? Like, what was that? No, they... Um, they were never married, separated, um, when I was a child. Um, I, I stayed with my father and, um, what I want to say, he got married, uh, what's, I'm 36. He was married for about 18 years to my stepmother and they recently okay. divorced, I want to say two years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So, um, telling yeah. Me that, um, yeah, they pretty much, so you was raised with your father and your stepmom. And, you know, I was asking you about how you see marriage or whatever. And you was like, you know, looking at your, in your own life, you know, not that your, that situation, even though they was married that number of years, you didn't see it as a, as a positive thing, if I remember correctly. No, I, I did not see it as a positive thing at all. Um, wow. How did it affect of, you uh, as yeah, how did that affect you? Is like being raised in that home where there other, where there other ever other siblings, where you're only child. Like how did seeing that marriage in the way that you saw? No, it was me and uh, three other three other brothers. I had three younger brothers. Okay. Um, but uh, one was thirty right now, and the other one's twenty four and twenty two, something like that. And um, I would say it wasn't positive at all because of the way uh, my stepmother treated me, and kind of you know how me and my father relationship was before her and how it turned out after her. You know what I'm saying? 
So it, yeah. it, it damn sure wasn't positive in that household, man. Yeah, so it ended up with it. it I mean, if I, as I listened to it, it's my first time kind of hearing your story when it comes to this. But it sounds like, which is always kind of scary, that even though, again, you had the stepmom there, whatever, you got treated just a little bit different because you wasn't hers. It was that, was it that, that, yeah. like, typical, that, that typical mm-hmm. difference. And it actually put a, it put a, um, a even a, like I said, a wedge between the way things were when it was just you and your father. Um, the thing that I picked yeah. up on, though, just in the sense knowing that you were raised by your father, because my assumption growing up in the South is typically, you know, the children are with their mothers or whatever. So it sounds like the one thing, that, like your your desire to make sure you were taking care of your own, is a, to a certain extent is a little bit of emulating that the fact that you went with your father versus your mother, because typically, if there's a split, right, typically the children mm-hmm. go with the mother. But in this situation, right. your father made sure he had you. So it's almost like maybe that's a part. Even though you don't look at marriage favorably, favorably, that's a part of you, that of you. He took care of you, so you always kind of had that obligation to take care of your own. Do you think that's part of where you get that from? No, you. Yeah, let me break that down to you though. He he took me okay. in. You know what I'm saying? The, no, the okay. thing was, he kind he didn't do his job with me though. You know what I'm saying? So okay. my thing with my kids okay. was to do better or to give them what I was missing from my father. Now, no doubt he did take me in. My father spent no time with me, no movie, damn near no hugs. You know what I'm saying? So it was like everything that I was missing from my father, I wanted to give to my children. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so that, that that's how I took it. I got you. So now bringing it up, yeah, again, just wanted to kind of give a little backdrop just so people understand, uh, you know, exactly who we talking to as far as this this discussion question of um, as a man, would you want your daughter to date someone like you? So again, at 36, I'm going to ask you this again. I know I asked you this before, but we're just going to walk back through it. So at 36, based on where you're at in your life now, if you're, you know, uh, if your daughter met a man like you, in a sense, would you want her to date a man like you as you constituted at 36? Again, single father taking care of his kids, but just the way you are and how you see relationships, would you want your daughter to date someone like yourself? I, I will want the person to have the qualities that I possess. Um, as far as, you know, a, a man taking care of his kids and responsibilities financially. And, um, but she will be getting somebody that has moved and different. You, you know, when it comes to women, I'm out here with uh, this one. or I don't feel like I should just be with one woman. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I'll, just to be real, that's the reason why I would say I would not want my daughter to um, to date a man like me strictly because I'm just not into one woman. But everything else, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm very attentive to my, you know, a woman. I, I definitely know how to romance her. Um, I, I love going on trips. You know, I like getting out with her. You know what I'm saying? But. No, just not once, <laughs> you know. Just to nah, be real, like, yeah, like and I will want before, you know, my you daughter to have you were, you were, yeah, you <laughs> exactly what she's looking you, for. You, yeah, you're a real. We talked about. Our, you know, I also welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with guest co-host Sabrine Sudan Jolly. This morning's discussion question, men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? And this is an interesting view, viewpoint that we're hearing here from our anonymous guests as we're going to be continually 
going through cuts, but there was a lot to unpack there. I wanted to get it, really get that, in a sense, get that brother introduced, give some backdrop, and you heard him say, as a 36-year-old single father of four, he wouldn't want his daughter dating him, and he gave some of his reasons why. We're going to hear some more cuts from him, but Sabrina, I'm going to let you peel that back again. I brought you to this show to get your uh, beautiful insight. So if you will, Queen, what did you hear? Mm-hmm. What spoke out to you? What you know? What stood out to you? And just keep in mind, we're gonna we got to get some more cuts. I got the callers out there. We're gonna open up the phone lines after the next cut. But with this one said, we're gonna start with you, Queen. What did you What did you hear in there in reference to this morning's discussion question? Well, um, I, I uh, like what he was talking about about how you know his relationship with his father affected him and how he wanted to treat his daughter. But so, to me, it almost sounded as if some of those same qualities may have transferred into him. So he's admitting that, hey, you know, I wouldn't want my daughter to date a man like me. And I think a lot of men feel like that because when you think of your daughter, you know, she's like the the light of the earth. You know, the sun rises and sets on her. And you don't want those same inconsistencies that you have to transfer into the relationships that he has. And so I find that many of the men in my life are the same way. And so it makes me wonder, you know, how many men feel like this? How many men feel like, They uh, are not a reflection of what they would want their daughter to be like. And um, it goes into the men in my life, and I honestly don't believe that they would want that at all. You know, they're good men. They they do a lot. They're hard workers. However, um, they have a lot of um, little nuances that need to be fixed, and so I'm sure that they wouldn't want the type of men that they have been to the women in their lives uh, to, you know, kind of translate into mine. And so, yeah. All right, sounds good. Love the breakdown, Queen. Let's go to another cut, and after this one, we'll open up these phones lines. We've got a lot of callers out there. They may want to give us their three cents on this morning's discussion as well. So let's listen to another cut. We'll get your breakdown, and then we'll see if any of the callers want to get in. You know, again, I didn't know it when you were trying to make it work with your, your baby mother that that wasn't something that was in your future. But I definitely remember you saying that wasn't something that was a highlight for you. So do you ever foresee your daughters getting married or do you want them to get married like what are your thoughts about that uh, it, it's literally up to them if, if, if my kid if, you know if my girls want to get married I'm all for it whatever I can do to help I'm going to do my best to help but um, I, I really don't look at it as what it used to be people not staying together 50, 60 years no more 40, 30, 20 they stand together for two weeks you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you, it's pointless. It, it, it is literally, like, I have a homeboy, you know, at a gym I go to, and he done been married um, three three times. Every day I come to the gym, hey, yo, I just had this girl last night, or I just, so it's, what, what the hell was the point? You, you know what I'm saying? What was literally, what was the point? Most men that I know that's, you know, married, I ain't, you know, dry snitching or whatnot, and I'm not, putting my, my men down, you know what I mean? But at this point, everybody is doing they want to, man. Yeah, they, they are. And I'm, I can say the same. I honestly can say the same for women because, I mean, I come across a lot of people, hey, I am married, but I'm not satisfied, and, you know, and, and let's go there. And that that's more so a new thing for me. You know, it wasn't like that in, you know, my 20s. Um, it's more so like that now, for real, it's hitting hard since I've been in my 30s. A lot of women I'm coming across married and just let's have fun. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like people take marriage as serious as they used to. 
Now, with that being said, okay. uh, this is something that my daughter wants. I'm, I, I got to ride with that. I, whatever it takes to make her happy or make them happy, so be it. Okay, cool. All right, so let's Another cut from our anonymous brother as we're going through this morning's discussion question. Men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? For all the callers on the line, if you want to give us your three cents, uh, please push one. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. Uh, For the men that are calling in, I uh, I would love uh, well, I'll just do what the first guy that comes in, and people will figure it out. Uh, but before I go to these callers, they're trying to get in as, we, as, I, as I'm looking at my board, Sabrina. But I'm going to let you give your give me your first thoughts to hearing. Again, we're just moving through uh, this this king's mindset in reference to again single father or fourth. You're just now tuning in. Uh, who you know how he sees his daughters dating in the future, whether it's dating or marriage. Again, we'll just keep moving through these cuts as long as we have you, and uh, we'll go to the callers after you. But give me your thought before I go to the next caller, um, Queen. Sabrina, did I lose you? Oh no, I'm here. Yeah, I was. Yeah, give me a quick thought to, on that cut, and then I'm gonna start going to the callers. Anything, anything in that cut, uh, cut that stood out for you? Um, pretty much the same thing. Like, it's honestly to me, it feels good to hear uh, men be honest about, you know, that type of tip about, you know, who they want their daughter to be with, and it makes me think like, um, <laughs> I don't want to say it in these terms, but you know, are why aren't we practicing those things that we would want to happen in our daughter's relationship? You know what I mean? Um, why is it mm-hmm. that we can't uphold that standard? And so, um, not we as in me, but just as as men. I understand. Um, why is it that you know a lot of people or a lot of men feel like they can't uphold that standard? Why aren't they? And then expect for their daughter to find you know a prince charming. So that's the you know, that my thought process with this. No, absolutely. Let's go to our first caller. Area code three zero one, last three, three four seven. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Three zero one, last three, three four seven, you're live on air. Oh, I apologize, I was on mute. This is Wendell McGinnis. I'm calling from Bowie, Maryland, right outside of uh, Washington, D.C. I had a a few comments. Um, First of all, I think it's relevant that we understand that each one of us are different. There are no perfect people. Um, I certainly am not perfect. But I want to say that we are all forged in the fire of our past experiences, and we all look through the colored glasses. Some people say rose-colored glasses, but in, in actuality, our glasses are tinted uh, through those experiences that, that we've had the opportunity to go through, whether that be parents or, or loved ones. So uh, I don't know how much time I have here, but, but I just, I just want to let you know that in, the answer to the question for me is absolutely. Um, but I am a 47-year-old person. I've been married for 17 years. Um, you know, my wife and I, went, you know, and, and I would probably say I was not the marrying type when I met her. 
However, there's something very spiritual that happens when you meet someone who uh, essentially sees the world the same as you do and agrees on how to move forward. Um, I can't speak to anyone else's experiences, but as I look back over my life, I understand that I was born to a mother that was relatively young who had never known her father. Uh, My father was uh, essentially abandoned by both his mother and his father, and those two people came together to make sure that our family was uh, ha- had in the home those examples of what a mother and a father should be and really agreed on what those roles were early on. Now, I'm not saying, again, I had a perfect childhood, but I did have that example. And I think that what's sad is when, when the brother that spoke talked about the erosion of marriage in our community, I think that's a, a piece of a larger issue um, that that there is a there's an all out attack on the on the structure of the black family. So mm-hmm. for that uh, I, you know I don't I don't know if if you have questions, but but to answer your question, I would count myself as someone who values and understands that my daughter. I have a 14 year old daughter that I am the first quote unquote love affair that she would have. She I'm the one that sets the standard for her in terms of what is acceptable in a relationship, what's acceptable treatment from a man, um, what a man should aspire to be. And I if I'm not confident in what I am showing her, then I got some work to do. That's where I feel. So there's an accountability component on, on my part. And so if you know, I believe that every man should understand his flaws, should understand his value, and should at least work to the to 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 the point where he would be comfortable in saying that yes, I want my daughter to marry a person like me. Hey, I love that, King. Uh, Sabrina, any thoughts on what uh, caller uh, window out out of uh, I think it's Maryland out of um, be there if you will, but um, yeah, any thoughts on what that what that King had to say on this morning's discussion question? Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. The whole idea of your father being the first example of what a man should treat you like. And I can remember personally the first time I was ever courted, quote unquote, by a man in my life was my grandfather. He took me to this August Wilson play, opened the doors, did all those different types of things. And that wasn't until I got older. And it made me think, wow, you know, it it was, um, I guess, more special to me than anything because I'm like, wow, this is how the men in my life are supposed to treat me but then it goes into the thought that hey uh what if they don't know you know what I mean I think men are different um uh, a lot of men are different and so the men in my life uh way of I guess showing love and affection was through provision and so um I think of it in uh those terms um the men the most of the men that I've dealt with um had a, a different type of hustle spirit because that was what I was used to uh, so, 
No, that's dope. Hey, Wendell, um, if you don't mind, King, I know I reached out to you and appreciate you for getting in here. Uh, if you got time, I'm going to keep you on. I'm going to go to another caller. Um, and, you know, we're just going to get your insight for as long as you, you we have you. If you have to, if you have to drop off, just drop off. Um, don't even announce that you're leaving. Um, I'll, I'll see that. So I'm going to keep you on because, again, I love your insight, you, you know, having, in a sense, taking that step uh, for anybody that doesn't, you know, know my situation. Uh, I'm, you know, 47, never been married, would like to get married. I don't mind putting it out there. So I, I like having a, a male perspective of someone who's raising a daughter on this show. I think it's very necessary. So are you cool with staying with us for a little while, King? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm here for you. All right. No, nah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Just so you know, um, just so you know, um, Sabrina already knows this. If you hear a commercial or we're playing the cuts, you're live. So in the event that you have anything in the background, just make sure you mute yourself so it doesn't, you know, uh, mess with the show, if you will. I'm going to go to another caller before I play another cut from our anonymous um, interviewee, if you will. Uh, let's go to um, area code 202, last 3663. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Men, would you want your daughter to date a man? like you good morning family this is uh william house calling from clinton maryland right down the road there for my brother uh wendell um big house in the house and, appreciate you king for calling yes, in. What sir, you got yes, for us? man when i saw the topic of your when i saw the topic of your your show uh i i was actually on another call i was like i gotta drop this one because i gotta get on this show just to give my give my four and a half cent and there it for, is. To that question, absolutely. I'm raising. I don't have any daughters. I got a whole lot of nieces and nephews. I mean, I got a whole lot of nieces and goddaughters. And uh, not being not being boastful or braggadocious, but I would absolutely want them to date a, a cat like me. And more so uh, for cats to have daughters to date a to date the the princes the the, the princesses that. That I'm uh, that I'm raising right now, because they they're gonna be future kings, and I, I can only say that again from my, my from my perspective, from my upbringing, and how I was raised, because I saw um, to 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 the young lady's point, I saw what provision was supposed to what 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 provision looks like, I saw I, I've seen the 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 love provision, the 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 demonstration of love from the perspective of providing for a family. I've seen the demonstration of love from the protection of the family from a man. My father also received the emotional support from a man, from my father, how it's supposed to be. So all of those, all of those experiences have shaped me to be the father that I am today and the provider, protector, and emotional support person that I, if you would, for my boys and my wife. So, uh, again, all that to say, Beautiful. experiences, uh, the experiences that you that that you experience coming up, they shape and mold who you are. And my father, though he he passed at 26, he was very influential during those 26 years I had him on this earth to show me how to do what it is I'm supposed to do for my kids, for my family. And I saw how he treated my, my moms for the 26 years. I only saw them argue once. They may have argued a whole lot, but in front of me, 
I only saw the respect, the admiration, the love, Beautiful. the cherishment of what William Frank House Jr. had for Willie May House, Willie May Jackson House. Under, I love it, King. I got to cut you off. We actually up against the break. So, wife. no, no, I appreciate you. I, I wanted to let you get out as much as you could. Um, the one thing I'll say, you know, obviously I know you. don't. And, again, this is a family show, so we, we like for our callers to become family. Um, but with that said, the one thing about you and Wendell, which we all know each other, no no secret there, um, y'all were a, few, a couple of the brothers who, who, you know, I went to school with that did have y'all fathers in your lives. So it was really no surprise. I didn't know you. I, you know, I didn't know y'all would call in at this time, if you will. But it's no surprised to hear y'all say absolutely to this question having had it modeled and then you know Wendell you even broke down your your you know, mother and father they had to make an extra effort because they didn't have the model but they worked it out for y'all and it seems like y'all are following suit so I appreciate both of you for your call um big house if you will just so you know you, if you come off the one and get back on it I may be able to get you in later I got some other callers we are up against our break but thank you for your three cents this morning Let's we'll be right show. back. You're listening to yeah, we're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think it's for my sponsor, one last time remix by Taylor Pace, our sponsor, Square Business Entertainment. Play this little cut and we'll come back with some more from our anonymous interviewee and get to some more of the callers. This morning's discussion question, men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. I had it all back then, but I ain't even know it. I had my head all in the cloud, feeling important. She had her story. I had mine. She went crazy. I lost my mind. What I wouldn't give. Hit rewind. One last time. One last time. So much regret. How I dealt with you. You're a package to be handled with care. You're like a thing. I look up away. Dropping pennies in the well. Wishing you were. So I got one list. With one wish. Someone that would be committed to her because I think if I understood, oh yeah, yeah, because of how yeah. you're how you're moving, your answer would be no. <laughs> so it sounds like for a man that could date your daughter, you would want him to, com- you know, like I say, you're not caught up in the th- term marriage because how you see it, but you still mm-hmm. want her to be with a man who's committed to her. Is that is that? I definitely would want one of that. You were willing to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My bad. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, because I was going to say, because it sounds like if you were willing to be committed, then you you, you feel like you are the man for for, for one of your Oh, yeah, I'll be the perfect. I, I damn sure would be the perfect. Yes, I damn sure would be the perfect man for, for any woman. I, I, has, I mean, like you got a few of them um, to this day. Got the messages in my phone, kids, mothers trying to come back to what made them happy. You know what I'm saying? But it's just not. I, at this point, I, I cannot see me moving um, with just one woman right now. I, you know, if I if you want to call it mature, maturity or whatnot, possibly a couple years from now or, hell, tomorrow, I, I might change that up. But as far as right now, oh, no. But 
I would be the perfect man for 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 one woman. I, I definitely would. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Sabrina Sudan Jolly. We also have one of our callers, Wendell, on the line with us out of Maryland. This morning's discussion question, men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? As we hear another cut from, if you're just now tuning in, our anonymous interviewee just kept it anonymous so we could keep it raw and keep it real as you see we're doing that. Uh, this is a single brother, single father of four, uh, as five children, um, and he's basically taking care of his daughter, and we're just kind of doing an interview in reference to this morning's discussion. Um, I'll start with you, Queen, again. Um, Sabrina, any thoughts on that cut? And then I'll ask um, Wendell his thoughts, and we'll get to some of the callers out there as well. But go ahead, um, Sabrina. Um, it makes me wonder, um, men, right? And I wonder, like, does every man go through that phase uh, of wanting multiple women? And does that necessarily make you a bad man? Or does it just make you a man? Um, I don't think having that type of mentality makes you a bad man or, you know, should make you feel like, you know what, I wouldn't want a woman or, or a man pursuing a uh, my daughter, especially uh, if he's like me, especially if you have the mindset that, hey, once I do settle down, I can be that type of man. So, yeah. Uh, Wendell, you want to answer her question? Well, <clears throat> let me just say this. Um, I listened to the brother speak, and it, it it seems like on one hand he was saying that, hey, look, I, I just – I'm not ready to settle down. However, and, and that's not a virtue of mine. It's not something that he aspired to do. However, if he did decide that, he identified something that, was, that he didn't speak on that would identify him as being the perfect, perfect partner. But part of the perfect partner is commitment. And I think that to the, to the point that the, the, that the queen spoke on and, and the hunters and the conquerors and things like that, <clears throat> I think that I think that me, us as as black men are much more complex than that. It didn't. It, it wasn't always that. I think that that's something that society has placed on us, and I think that we as mm-hmm. a community collectively need to reshape what success looks like in that area. And so, if we look mm-hmm. at the the family unit and take that provision component, and then layer love on top of that, and commitment on top of that, and and really seeing yourself through the eyes of others in your family and then move forward in that regard, then we start to shed some of the behaviors that we've been uh, involved with over the course of time. You know, um, I I will tell you in my younger years, you know, I was, I I would have um, considered, you know, conquest to be, um, what 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 I would consider successful as a, as a man. However, that was short-sighted. And then I had to look back to something that my father, who was ultimately my example, had told me. He said, look, you know, you know, beauty is placed on this earth every second of every day. God placed beauty on this earth every second of every day. And what you are chasing happened 25 and 30 years ago. And trust me, he, it, it only gets better with time. So if you get caught up in that loop, you will never, you will never stop. And so you have to look at something else, something other than what uh, a woman can provide you sexually. You have to look at some other value and then make your choice based on that because it's a lot easier walking through this world 
together than, than alone. And I think that that's something that we need to get back to. So I don't know if that answers your question, Queen, but that, that's, my, that's my take on it. No, I no, beautiful take. I'm oh, go ahead, Sabrina. Please go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just agreeing. I can definitely uh, uh, feel that perspective, you know, and I think it's always good to have a little context, you know. Uh, you talked a little bit about the family unit, and I feel like as that continues to develop, uh, so will the relationships of um, our children and everyone around us. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, strong thoughts, King. Uh, one thing that pops in my mind, we're going to go to a caller. I'm not going to give – I mean, y'all killing it this morning, so I don't even add too much of my three cents. But, um, but yeah, that success, um, you know, most people are – you know, just to throw this out, this is probably an extreme example, but most pimps die alone or in jail. So, you know, keep that in mind, man, just, you know, just throwing it out there. Let's go to a, another caller. Uh, area code eight one six last three seven six zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hey, Montez Lionheart coming from Texas. Hey, how you doing, King? Thanks for calling in. What you got for us this morning? Uh, just um, first answer your question. I would say yes. Um, I don't have a daughter, but the man that I was raised to be, coming from a two-parent home. Um, Seeing my mom, having sisters, seeing my father and everything gave me the blueprint I need, you know, and also just as a man of my own, going through life, you, it's not just about you. You have to see how your fellow women are being affected or treated and you think about, okay, one day I will have a daughter. How do I want that, you know, how do I want a man to treat her? So you suppose on a responsible level position yourself to be the man that you would you would want her to find when she becomes an adult woman um now on a other note listen to the brother and i i will not just i respect him for coming out because that's that's i like i love the transparency and it's good because it shows us that there's a certain there's still a certain level of men like the ones that call in the ones that's present that needs to step up and kind of, you know, give more context and guidance to men who come from that background like he did. Because if he says no, he doesn't want a woman to marry, I mean, his daughter to marry a man like him, then where will she get that example from of what a man is supposed to be? You know, if you have That's a strong, women that's coming... I'm sorry, I thought you were if you, if you got women, If you got women who are coming from fathers... And there are a lot of men that's like him. They don't want their daughter to marry a man like them. Now, they might not be as honest and transparent as him, but secretly that's how they feel. Yet they want mm-hmm. the man to be what they're not. So where she's going to get that example from, okay, let's say I have a son. My son marries his daughter, but yet she never had that example. So now this goes on to the next generation, and then there's issues. Mm-hmm. My son knows what a woman's supposed to be, but his daughter doesn't really know in the full aspect of it. Maybe from the provisional right. level, but all the intricate mm-hmm. aspects of it, she doesn't know because he's being what he doesn't want her to be. So it's like we have to look beyond ourselves and not have, in a way, a, a, a selfish mindset because obviously he has matured enough to know that he's doing certain things that he doesn't want his daughter to marry a man like him so he's aware 
Right. He's not ignorant yeah, anymore. Yeah, let me jump in right here if you, you don't know? mind, King, because we've got a lot of callers. But now you've been giving us, yeah, I like to get, let people get out there full three cents, and you're killing this morning. What I will tell you is if you keep listening, and you can come back in if you want, um, I end up asking him that very question or whatever. Um, this is, you know, humans, we're complex. So, again, as I, again I'm, you know, I'm glad that we're getting this transparent perspective. So it's kind of, I think, you know, it's cool that I was able to do it this way. Um, but I end up asking him that very question, you know, where, where will she get that example? But you'll hear that a little later. Um, because I got some other callers, I'm going to go ahead and um, let you go in this quick moment and, um, and again, come off the one and come back on the one if you want to come back in later. But thank you so much, Lionheart, for your three cents this morning. Uh, we got about a minute before the break. Let me see if I can get in one more cut from our anonymous caller. Uh, actually, no, the next cut is a – on. it's actually a little – yeah, I'm going to go ahead and – no, that's what it is. let's do this. I'm going to go to the break just a little early. And then come out with another cut, and I'll get Supreme and Wendell's thoughts on this cut that comes out of this break. All right. So this next break is uh, one of our longtime, one another one of our longtime sponsors, Money Motivation. Uh, I always tell people go to MoneyMotivation.com, especially if you are a go getter and you're about chasing that bag. That's what they focus on with a. Uh, some amazing, amazing clothing line for those that's trying to get to it. So let's just go to this cut. And we'll be right back. All I'm ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go, and everywhere I be, be, I don't even talk, talk, they still know it's me, cause I look like money, smell like money, talk like money, even walk. Do you let them date, yes or no, and then would, could they date the 15-year-old Marquise, yes or no? Oh, oh man, um, <laughs> they couldn't date, they, they, <laughs> Ain't no, <laughs> nah, ain't no dating. My, my daughter is uh, actually 14. Ain't no dating. Okay. We, you got other things that you need to take care of. And I'm a, I was a 14, 15-year-old boy, and I couldn't wait to get something wet. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't wait to, you know, for my first time or couldn't, you know, in high school, meant uh, a homeboy of mine. I mean, we had contests to see throughout the first semester, you know, first, second, third semester. Who can have sex with the most chicks? You know what I mean? So right. I definitely would not want my daughter to. That, you you kind of, you got more things to do. If I could change it, I would. I would actually, because um, I, I feel like I'm that way now because of I was that, you know, I was that way early on. And it's hard to change that for me. I definitely would not want my daughter uh, dating period in high school because again, it's time to focus on school, focus on uh, uh, building some uh, goals, 
some dreams and start accomplishing them early. I love the the women out here, or men and women. You know, thirty some years old, then been to Greece, then been over here, then did this, did that, then been to Dubai, no kids, and have lived their life. You know what I'm saying? I actually right. want so that for my children. For your daughter, yeah. So that's how. You yeah. Oh yeah. Kids. Most you definitely. Else you got to raise. So do you yeah. pay um, no dating through high school? Is, I mean, as far as how you, if you had things. Oh, no, they, they homeschool pay. right now anyway. All they see is me. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, ain't that, mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't going to lie to you. I respect, and I, I respect you. know, I know no, people, no, 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 you know, some, uh, that, that's just how I feel. It's more important things. Like, had I been more focused on my school work and, um, and uh, my craft with basketball at that age, I'd have, I'd have been, you know, Somewhere I literally wanted to be. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, our guest co-host from the Queens of Intellect, as I call my co-host, um, Sabrina Sedan Jolly. Thank you, Queen, again, once again for being with us. Still have our caller window on the line. Um, thank you, King, as well, um, again, serving in that role as a as a, a, a father raising a daughter. Uh, again, we hear another cut, but I'm always going to start with the Queen. So, Sabrina, uh, anything that stood out? in that particular cut for you as well. And we'll get to some callers um, after you and Wendell. Um, give us your three cents. Right. Most of it uh, sounds kind of similar to me. It's like, uh, you know, almost like uh, the same idea. So uh, it's, it's kind of interesting to me, and it kind of gives me a better insight in on, um, you know, how men feel in regards to that. Uh, but I also think, and maybe this could go on into another conversation for another time, but I also think that this could, um, I think, Women play a big part in it, too, because uh, I feel that women, um, everything a man does is typically for a woman. And so I think that the element of a woman in a child's life should also be considered as well. So, yeah. Now, strong thoughts. Uh, Wendell, any thoughts for you on, on that last cut? Um, you know, I, you know, as you yeah. know. I got to know you in college, but we definitely went through that that early high school period where, uh, you know, conquering, if you will, or putting up notches becomes becomes a thing. Right. I don't know if I necessarily had a contest with one of my my fellow brothers or whatever, but to you to an extent, that is something how we start measuring ourselves at that age. Unfortunately, that's just keeping it a buck. So that's not not nothing new to me as well. But go ahead, King. Yes, absolutely. First, uh, let me go back to something that uh, caller Lionheart said. Just one little. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I just wanted to talk one little thing about him. So he talked about uh, what uh, what the man a, a man's representation is what a woman will uh, essentially be drawn to. I would I would I would change that a little bit. And and it, his example shapes what a man should not only be, but more importantly, what she will accept in some shape, form, or fashion. So it's very important that we show our daughters, you know. Uh, a good example so that they don't get caught up in that generational pull and tug in the situation in certain situations. Um, so, so let me, let me just say in terms of the 15 year old me, one of the things that gets lost, and I don't want to put this on young boys uh, uh, solely, you know, I, I teach my daughter to uh, leverage the tools in her tool chest necessary to decide what situation she wants to be in and doesn't want to be in, and also give her the tools how to reach out to me or someone else in order to get out of those situations. So 
you know, you arm her with the self-respect, you arm her with confidence, you arm her with comfort in her own skin and value, then it's not just picking the lowest, you know, picking fruit off of a tree. You know, we don't have this, well, I'm going to uh, uh, essentially the notches on your belt. You know, I, it was that when, when I was 15, I didn't see that part of it. I swore, you know, that the universe revolved around me and that I could, I could essentially do what it is I wanted to do, convince someone uh, what I, you know, if I wanted to, to be with them sexually, I could, I had possessed the tools enough to talk them, talk them out of the draw, so to speak. Right. But there's another element to that. The other, the other side to that is let's talk about what the, the young sister who, who I'm in this, you know, transactional situation with what she's talking about. And I think that if we as men impress upon our young daughters that they have that value and they can choose who they want to be with, then I don't, I don't necessarily think that I would uh, prohibit my daughter from dating. Now, that's, that's not – she's 14 now, and so obviously, that you know, there's going to be some element of, uh, you know, oversight on my part, I'm not just going to put up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, put her out to the wolves, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, I think that it's healthy to develop relationships with the opposite sex, even at 14. Now, um, you know, the, the young sister might, you know, <laughs> might disagree, but, uh, but I would, I would say that that's healthy. Sabrina, are there any thoughts to what uh, Wendell had to say before we go to the next caller? Oh, no, no, no. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, it's actually kind of sparking uh, something that uh, I want to talk about amongst the men in my life. So uh, once we get together, I actually want to kind of break that down with them. So. No, that's dope. I mean, that's, you know, it's ultimately the goal uh, with mental dialogue for those who maybe never listen. Um, the name itself means something, mental dialogue. And what I always say is if, you, if we can improve the conversation inside your own head, you will be better. And if you're better, the community's better. And so when you say that it's sparking something, that's what we do. We want to drop seeds, let people receive it as they need it, and those seeds can grow into, you know, the be- you know, into betterment for our community, for your individual individual family. So it's beautiful to hear that something's been sparked, you know, even for your family. Let's go to another caller before we play another cut. Um, I know we only have you for about five more minutes, Sabrina, so I want to definitely um, get some more thoughts from you as well. Let's get one more caller in. Area code 214-LAST-3-935. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? Uh, yes, this is uh, David Ray calling from uh, Leesburg, Virginia. Um, uh, to answer your question, uh, the answer is absolutely yes. I would want my daughter to date a man like me. Um you know, one of the things that and I'm not going to talk about, you know, I've been married 17 years and got two girls, 16 and 13, so my 16-year-old is kind of going through the date phase now. Uh, the discussion about, you know, this 15, 16-year-old me, I still want my daughter to date a 16-year-old me because, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, you are the sum of your experiences, right? You learn so much at those ages that allow you to move forward. Um, when, I, when I think about, though, something that I don't think we've talked about is, when I listened to the last clip, you know, it, it was interesting how that father was talking about my daughter's homeschool. I got some goals set for her. She needs to focus on school. She needs to focus on this. She needs to focus on that. And I'm saying to myself, has he ever set any goals for himself? Because normally when you set goals, it forces you to be mentally and emotionally disciplined. And when you talk about marriage or even being in any kind of relationship, there's a level of 
mental and emotional discipline that you have to have in order to be successful, right? Whether you're setting a goal to lose weight, whether you're setting a goal to be married, whether you're setting a goal to be uh, in some fashion in, in the business world, in some position, there's a certain level of emotional and mental uh, discipline that you have to go be successful. And in marriage, in my opinion, the ultimate level of discipline you have to have emotionally and mentally. Wendell said something about the physical piece. Yeah, everybody always jumps to the physical piece first. When you get into a relationship and get married, the mental and emotional discipline you have to have is paramount. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect because, you know, I've had my moments, right? But the reality is it's you're focused on a goal. That goal is to be in a successful marriage. And so you find yourself gravitating towards that emotional and mental discipline, even if you fall off track every now and then. So I think that a lot of people today aren't willing to put in the work associated with the emotional and mental discipline that it takes to be mm-hmm. in these types of relationships. I, I love that thought, and it's something that I, I often speak to, and I, I want to hear your thought in return to it, and we'll go to Sabrina because, again, she has to go. Um, I've, I've done these different shows talking about, and, and Wendell, you mentioned it, even the breakdown or even the attack on the black family or black marriages, if you will. And so what you're speaking to, uh, David, is this concept that what's lost today, and I want to see if you agree with this, but the, what's lost is – uh, marriage to a certain extent has been romanticized to the point that we've forgotten that historically uh, legacy in a sense came before love. And it's not that love is to be downplayed or anything. It's absolutely a big part of it. But I, in a sense, say legacy comes before love. And the part that you're speaking to with the emotional discipline and things of that nature is, as you say, the bigger picture. So the legacy, in my mind, is what keeps people committed. But if you're getting married without legacy in mind, then it becomes very personal to you, how you feel today, what you know, like you said, you get tested at times within the marriage, and if you lose sight that what y'all actually agreed to in this commitment is the legacy, which is your children, and what you may leave to them, not just by way of wealth, but in, um, in, in how they act and how they show up in the world, so it's a commitment to that, that quite often will serve, uh, serve you in your downtime, so that's something that I like to point out, and I think you just spoke to that, uh, well, yeah, what are your thoughts on, you know, let me just kind of breaking it down to I'm hearing you say let, what you're talking about is the legacy piece that keeps people committed. How, what are your thoughts on that, David? No, I, I agree with you. You know, I would phrase it a little differently. I, I think people okay. walk into relationships these days uh, thinking it's all about them, you know, because, we, you know, we're a much more selfish society than we used to be. But the reality is when you enter a relationship or a marriage for that, for that sake, but when you look at the successful ones, it's people realize that it's not about them. You know, people always talk, often talk about that the union has to become before your your kind of your kind of selfish sense. So in a sense, you have to be, mm-hmm. you know, selfless um, to the point where there's a lot of things that you know that uh, naturally maybe uh, you would not do, but you would do for the greater good of the relationship. To your point, because the legacy and the emotional and, and the mental piece of that that success is what's driving you. Again. If you've got a goal to create a happy relationship and a happy marriage, that has to happen on both sides. If you're being selfless and your wife is being selfish, then the reality is it's not going to work, right? It's when both no, it makes have sense. Selfless yeah, I got to let you go, King. I got to get my queen off this thing and make sure we announce how people can stay in contact with her. Um, this is one of the dopest poets you will ever hear in your life. 
Um, but if you will, Sabrina, I only got you for another minute here. So um, if you want to give a thought and let people know how they can stay in contact with you, uh, I, I probably will close the show with one of your poems just so people know that I'm not just playing with them when I say you wanted the dope to ever do it. Uh, but with that said, I know you got to go, Queen. So uh, let me let, go ahead and let you rock out, Queen. Thank you for being with me this morning. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. I enjoy you guys' insight. Um, I I guess I would leave with this thought. I feel uh, as though, um, you know, there are certain qualities within your father that uh, probably should be translated into your relationship. But what I find a lot in today's society among uh, especially younger women is that they're not looking for a partner, they're looking for a father in their partner. And so I think in a, in many cases, depending on the type of woman you are, that could be detrimental to you. You know, you come, you, you're not approaching this situation as a partner and a person that I'm building a legacy with, but rather this is my daddy, so you need to do X, Y, Z, this, that, and the third. And so um, I think it could uh, sometimes probably be problematic. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would leave with. Um, but you guys can... Um, keep in contact with me. If you type in Sabrine Jolly on your search engine, you can find most of my information there and uh, we can keep in contact. Uh, I personally uh, over uh, website, social media, all that prefer email. So um, it's Sabrine speaks 96 at gmail.com. But again, I appreciate you guys. Um, this conversation and I hope to be a part of it again and really give some more insight on um, the effects of that. Now, I appreciate you, Queen. Again, I will showcase one of your poems so that they know they need to keep up with you. Uh, but thank you so much for being with us. We are going to go to the break. Wendell, thank you for hanging on with me. I'm definitely going to need your insight for as long as you want to hang with me. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show where all I ask is that you think. Twenty-two year old Marquise. Did he date the twenty-two year old Marquise? Did he date different about the twenty, or was he worse? He was worse. He twenty-two year old 
threesomes, left and right. I'm driving over here. I'm two hours away to have sex. Nah, mm-mm. That, we ain't dating that one. That one, nah, not at all. Not a 22-year-old Marquise. So, uh, so she brings 22-year-old Marquise to the house and say, Dad, here's my boyfriend. Get him the hell out of here. <laughs> Get his ass out of here quick. Get him out of here, so, man. I, I got to okay, be real, can't man. can't take the 22-year-old Marquise. What's the what's the you know since since like say, the way you're doing it more likely she's gonna get through high school and like you said stay focused and focus on the goals and probably not date it sounds like that's probably gonna happen because again you're homeschoolers so more likely gonna happen uh, but again go off to college so what's the young man that you might could appreciate like what 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 would you be looking for in that young man to say all right this is my you know my boyfriend that if she says that if she were to say that. What, what, oh, what, somebody what, with a good head on their shoulders. Some, some, somebody with. Uh, um, I mean, literally, I, at this point, I'm in the, uh, you know, checking out the backgrounds of parents to see <laughs> what's going on. You know, how you raising your child to be with my child. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's definitely that's not a in the street. To do if she gets the college. That's a little harder to do if they're in college, though. You understand what I'm saying? Is oh, well, right. But I'm saying you ask, you know, what would I want okay. a, a guy for her to be okay. dating, right? Or did I mi- misunderstand that? No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying that that is what you asked, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. well, yeah, yeah, I, I would want her. You, you know, um, it, it's definitely got to be somebody that's uh, uh, working, or you know, have some type of goal goal in mind. Um, some type of, you know, hopefully a strong family background. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I know that's hard. It's hard to say that or or want that, but. If it's out there, that's what I would want my daughter to have. And um, definitely. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? I got a caller, Wendell, um, holding it down with me uh, uh, on the show. Uh, We're going to get to the callers as well. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us speak as we hear another cut from our anonymous uh, king. Break it down. Again, a single father of four, if you're just now tuning in, break it down, his perspective on on this uh, this morning's discussion, if you will, uh, Wendell, as you hear that brother's thoughts, I'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, just anything that 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 still stood out to you in that cut before we go to another caller. Man, there are so many layers. First of all, to this conversation, I mean, you have the marriage layer, the the dating, the, the father's example to the young lady and the young man, the mother's example. You have roles and relationships, whether that be. You know, if you're looking for, uh, as as a young lady said, a father versus a partnership, and then you, you we touched on the societal erosion of the family. Um, there, there's just so many layers to this in that one particular question. But in 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 my regard, and I heard I heard the brother really talk about the same thing from 15 to 22. He didn't really make a distinction. I mean, he's in the, in essence, he said that the situation got even worse for him, which speaks to. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know what what gets as 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 what are the the values that we take in as uh in at four, 14 15 you know what at what point in our lives do we come back around to those things how do they ingrain themselves into our 
um, activities and, um, you know, from what we do on from day to day when we are on our own at 22 years old, if you're on your own at 22 years old. And I would tell you that if I, if my, if my daughter came to me with a young man, first of all, she has the benefit of the guardian at the door. Nobody is, you know, I'm the guardian and I, I, hopefully she trusts my judgment and my wife's judgment as much as she trusts her own and that she understands that we've been through some things that may be, you know, we're able to see around corners a little bit uh, uh, sooner than she would. And so, you know, I look at respect. Does he, you know, does, does this person respect my daughter? Will he honor her in certain situations? Will he support her? You know, and all of this could be at 15 years old or 22. Does he have intelligence, intellect? Are they like-minded? Do they have like interests? You know, what are his values are? You know, the brother said, I want to look at, you know, uh, examine his family situation. But really, we're talking about what he holds in high regard, what his priorities are. And he's all a parent at 15 now. Um, would I, do I, do I know at 15 years old, if I came through the door, I would say yes. You know, if I came through that door to meet a young lady's father, that I would be able to impress upon him that here is what I'm about. And and I would say that, uh, you know, so I would not be um, reluctant to accept a, a, a somebody like me at, at 15 or 22 coming through the door. Right, fair enough. We got another caller that wants to get in. Um, if you are on the phone lines, you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. Um, this may be a landline, so I don't know the numbers, but um, hopefully you can hear me. You are live on the air. Uh, if you can hear me clearly, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? Hello. Good morning. This is the Asia, and I am calling from Arlington, Texas. Hey, how you doing, Queen? This is one of our queens of intellect. Let me announce that proud and clear. She's joined the queens of intellect, and she's held me down a couple of times on the show. So you will be hearing DeAsia as one of my regular guest co-hosts. So I'm definitely interested in your three cents this morning. What you got for us, Queen? Um, I do want to make a point that um, our fathers as girls, or our fathers teach us how to be treated, and then our mothers teach us what to accept. And I will actually say, um, in regards to the question that was posed, I'm one of those women that wouldn't date a, a wouldn't date a man that's like my father. Even though I think that my father is a great guy, um, he was good to me. See, it's a, a a man can teach his daughter how to be treated without treating other women the way that he would want a man to treat his daughter. So my relationship with my father has nothing to do with his relationship with women that I don't see. I don't see the inner workings of those relationships because in my particular case, my dad didn't live in the household with us the whole time, but the way that he treated me, he was very active in my life, and the way that he treated me was a way that I would want to be treated by a by a man but also because of the relationship I have with my father, I also know how he treats women as well. So I was kind of like they're looking at a 
walking contradiction the whole time. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, what he's giving me as a father, see, you could be a good father and not a good man. So what he was giving me as a father, I picked up on those things and those some things that I'm like, okay. But as far as, like, trying to be in a relationship with a man like my father, no. I, I definitely wouldn't be in a relationship with a man like my father at all. But the mechanics of a man, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, the chivalry, open up the doors, courting you, teaching you how to, how you should be dated, um, uh, the, the different things of feeling protected, all those different types of things, I got that from my father. Mm-hmm. But we do have an open relationship where we talk about relationships and his um, interactions with women and things like that. And, and hearing him and talking to him, no, I definitely wouldn't want to be with a, a man like my father at all. So, yeah, Deidre brings a whole other layer. Um, again, there's so many layers to this discussion. This really could be a three-hour show. Uh, Wendell, any thoughts um, as Deidre kind of breaks down? I, I love that thought, the idea, and I hope I say it correctly, but that your father – matter of fact, Deidre, say it again. He said, a father does this. And your, mom, your mother teaches you what to accept, and your father teaches you – say it again. I, your, I like your, that. Your, that father teach you, your father teaches you how to be treated. Your mother teaches you what to accept. No, that's super dope. Wendell, your thoughts on the ages uh, three cents this week? Hey, I, I I I agree with her a hundred percent. Unfortunately, some of us um, that it is that way. Uh, one thing that my father told me when I was um, uh, I, I looked for his counsel when I when I was choosing a wife, and he said, "Well, how how do you feel about her?" And uh, when I answered that question, he said, "Let me let me tell you something." He said, "Right now." She's all yours, but you don't know what kind of a wife she'll be. You don't know what type of mother she will be. And what you certainly don't know is what type of wife and mother she will be at the same time. And what what we're talking about here are those roles and those definitions and how you define what you want to be in those roles. And so, I, I, I mean, unfortunately, some, there was a disconnect, you know, on how – this person, and I've seen it multiple times, even in my own family, you know, my extended family, where you define success as a man in conquest and, and being um, uh, un, uh, unchallenged in, in certain regard, and then as a father to be, uh, you know, to, to be comforting and to ex- exhibit emotional, uh, mental and emotional support for your daughters. And so, you know, unfortunately that happened, and I can see how uh, the quote was, fathers teach us how to be treated and women teach us what to accept. I can see how that, how that, how that happened, unfortunately. Uh, beautiful. Uh, Asia. you know, you've got special divs here being one of the queens of intellect. Do you got time? Because we definitely would love to keep a, 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 a lady's perspective on this discussion. So if you want to hang on with us, I would definitely appreciate it. We are up against the break, but, um, you know, if you don't, no problem. But if you're able to hang on, yeah, I would I love to have you. Yeah, I can hang on. That's no issue. Okay. All right, cool. So, you know, we live during the commercial, so, you know, mute yourself if you need to. We are going to a commercial. Okay. We'll be back. Um, for this morning's discussion question, men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? I see you out there, 405-546. We're going to get to you next. For the other callers out there, you do have to press 1. If you're online and want to get in, the discussion, I mean, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. 
Big Sense Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sense Media. You need web design? Call Big Sense Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sense Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sense Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com 404-465-4348 Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com Dot com. Call them at 404-465-4348. Tell mm-hmm. to convince a woman to deal with them where they're at, but their own daughter, they would never allow their daughter to date someone on their current level when they got older. They want their daughters to date in a sense, the type of man that they're not yet. I think that's kind of how. Yeah, I Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, that, so, that sounds. So I'm pointing well, it out to say, yeah. So I'm pointing it out to say when you said, I don't know if that's hard to ask, and I'm saying, hey, it actually sound it sounds pretty normal. Mm-hmm. That, that is normal then. You know, because like like I said, the worst thing with me um, is it, literally just not being with one woman. Because, I, I mean, I I take my kids to uh, um, their sporting events every damn day or practice every day. I play board games with them. I take them to Vegas. I, You, you know what I'm saying? I, I entertain my kids. You, you get what I'm So, like, no, I I'm the, you, you know, I, I'm that stay-at-home you, you father. Up, you end up being everything your father was. That you literally was able to pull it off. Like, some people. Yeah, I did. I, I, I actually did, they, man. But. Without being the, that married man that he was, that that's the only thing. I, I'm not that married man that he was. Right, and so what I'm saying is, a lot of people will go up and have different things that they're missing from their fathers and say that, but a lot of men will unfortunately repeat the same cycle and become yeah, yeah, everything yeah, they right. To be. So right, that, right, yeah. You know, not too long are, ago, my father actually cried on the phone with me. And said, yo, you oh, know, wow. I, I didn't have a father. or My father did this. And I was shocked. Like, how in the hell did you turn out to do the exact same thing? I never, like, I just don't understand that. I, I literally wanted to change the cycle ASAP. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like I did that. But, you know, my worst thing and my biggest regret also is that I had kids with multiple women. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, oh, go ahead. I do know that's been a lot of heartache for you. Oh, yeah, that's the biggest stress in my life. I I feel like if I have not had to deal with um, four different personalities as far as the, my kids' mothers, I'd be stress-free right now, man. Stress-free. And, it, and the, the stress actually comes from the fact that I am a good parent. It's weird to say that, but I do see a lot of it since I moved down here. Um, I, I see a lot of men that, you know, that came to my gym or, you know, places that I was um, around that have their kids, but you talk to them, most of them is fighting in court. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nobody that, you know, the kid's mama is just happy that that man is taking care of their kid. We all, that from, like I said, being at the gym, being down here, it's been a little different. Everybody has to fight, fight, fight. That is a good father, from what I know. You know, personally, the people that I, I got in my life, they are good, good people to their kids, for sure. Yeah. I, I but they are fighting friends. for them, man. No, no, I got a couple friends that I I know for like, again I don't I wouldn't have a man in my circle who who I I I just one one guy who I really know. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question: Men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you, um, Queen? We're always going to start with our ladies first, if you will. Uh, so thank you, DeAsia, for th- staying on with me. Uh, that brother sounds similar to you know I don't know all the details with you know when you said your father in the sense of how he is with women, uh, but it sounds similar, very similar in the sense that again you you, you know again I I know enough about the brother to, to back him up as being that good for the big father uh particular um, and at one time getting all five of his kids between his four baby mothers if you're just not tuning in um, and don't know who our anonymous interviewee is I want to give those details uh, but as you hear him trying to kind of break down and, I, and that, what he's talking about at the end could be a whole nother show so I don't want to delve in it too much but I just thought it was fair to give some context uh, versus you know just the assumptions people might make about in a sense the average man that has four baby mothers and five kids if you will but um, I wanted to give a little more context and respect to that king uh, but what are your thoughts when you hear that cut Hello, can you hear me? I'm sorry, I put it on mute. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. But what what he was saying in that clip was interesting, and what I'm what I'm seeing throughout the interview with him is that he keeps speaking to the fact that um, he's not willing to commit to one woman. Like that's the only thing mm-hmm. that is stopping him from being quote-unquote that guy that he would want his daughter to date. Um, And Mm -hmm. listening to that clip, it made me pick up something. Uh, When he said that his biggest regret was having kids by multiple women, I feel like that he actually feels that he's a good guy um, and someone that his daughter should date, but he's dealing with a level of conviction because he has all of these kids by different women, and I don't even think that he actually feel like he's worthy. So he won't even give himself a chance for commitment because he don't even feel like somebody else would even Mm -hmm. find him worthy. So I think more so of his issue is one with, with himself more so than anything. And I do feel like even though he don't feel he doesn't feel like his daughter he's someone that his daughter should date um by listening to him he doesn't sound like a bad guy at all. I still feel like he can't instill some things within his daughter um to get her prepared for someone that is not exactly like him but have some of the qualities that he has. Just because, you know, he may not be one of those guys that's willing to commit and be faithful, I do feel like he has other qualities that he can, you know, show his daughter. Because I'm I'm, I'm sure he's not displaying all of his little escapades in front of his kids. I hope that's not the case, because that's not what my dad was yeah, doing. You got, you got, I didn't find that out until I got older. Yeah, yeah, so well, hopefully they're not even seeing cut. that. 
Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay. That's, we're going to hear that in the next cut. So, yeah, let me go ahead and let Wendell jump in here, and I got a, and some callers as well. Uh, Wendell, your thoughts on that cut or what DeAsia had to say? Again, this is mental dialogue. I'm glad you went there, DeAsia, because, again, I wanted to break down the psychology of what we're listening to versus just sitting here judging, and I don't think we've been doing it. I think we've just been having a, a beautiful conversation at this point. Um, but, Wendell, your thoughts, and then we're going to go to a caller. Yeah, I won't judge anybody, but let me let me just say this. I think as black men, we all need support, okay? And sometimes pride and ego prevents us from looking for that support. And, you, you know, you mentioned your circle and who you accept inside of your circle. And a lot of times as men, you know, if you surround yourself with people, like-minded people, like-minded that with like-minded values, then it's not as hard. And one of the things that comes across, and when I hear the brother speak is, you know, you have all of these things that you, you know, these values that you find um, very important to you and important to pass on to your children, but commitment isn't one of them. And I, I don't know, I, I'd love to ask him, what is it about commitment that you either, you just can't see yourself committing to one person? And what about that one person you believe that can't, fulfill something or, or match something in you to be a partner with. You know, what are you looking for in multiple partners that you feel as though you just can't get in one? And so there, there's got to be, and then my, my brother David, when he broke down the mental, emotional, discipline component of it, I just feel as though that's so important and it's so overlooked. Mm-hmm. One of the things uh, that, that black men, I believe that our, our situation is, is that uh, our society looks as, look, looks at us and heralds us for sexual prowess, athletic ability, uh, physical strength. And as, as with anybody, if whatever you're applauded for, that's what you gravitate to. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a component, there's an element of that in this conversation. And when we, when we are seen as positive images, uh, or, or our images are seen as positive, as fathers, as providers, the supporters, as mental and emotional, uh, uh, giving mental and emotional support to our children and our wives, and then our wives give that back and, and to our children and, 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 you know, foster those seeds and, and watch them grow. I think then in that, that's when we start to see this change. But I just would love to hear, going back to my original point, I would love to hear what about that commitment that he is, mm-hmm. you know, so dead set against, and why he can see, you know, what he what he finds in multiple partners, he just can't find in one. No, absolutely. Let me make an unshameless plug right here, uh, based on what you just talked about in reference to imaging, and like you said, what you applauded for, you seek out. And um, I got a good friend. I always like to quote him, Eldridge Washington, who says the dis- the internet is disrespectful. And I'm saying that right now because this is an opportunity for me to plug, in a sense, this show, Mental Dialogue. If you're if it's your first time listening, um, you know, I even challenge you, Wendell, you know, to, to become a supporter of what we're doing over at MentalDialogue.com because we do like to highlight and celebrate black love, black marriage, so that we can have more 
you know, more of us end up because we do feel like messaging and, and, and images and it plays a role in, in changing that narrative that we know. Um, I do agree that, a, that, a, that attack is very real on the black family, and I don't think we can turn it around without media playing its role. And so I take this role very serious, uh, putting on very important intellectual discussions such as this. And so, you know, I could, you know, could use all of my friends. Thank you all for calling in, you know, today. And some of, some, you know, some of the, some, you know, some of my friends are supporters. Uh, you know, I, you know, even with some of the, um, the commercials, those are friends that I've had for years and they've been longtime supporters. So challenge all of you to go to mentaldialogue.com and keep us, Keep us on air because it doesn't. It is not free for me to be on the internet. Just to put that out there. So you know, again, I want to make that unshameless plug for these important conversations. Uh, let's go to another caller. Um, at, uh, I'm at, yeah, let me go to another caller. Area code four zero five last three five four six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Mo Dunn uh, calling from the D.C. area. I recognize a lot of voices and names, um, of course. I know a lot this of y'all. This is a mental dialogue um, member already. Already got his his monthly monthly money going to mentaldialogue.com. So let me highlight this member. Go ahead, King. I'm sorry. I just gotta throw that out. It was a perfect time, and I didn't know you was calling in right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but go no ahead. No problem. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, I'm gonna, Somebody I'm has gonna some, go uh, back in the background. Wanna, I'm sorry, real quick. Somebody's moving some papers in the background. If you'll mute yourself. Uh, but go ahead, um, Mo. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm just going to go back to the question, and then, like everybody's kind of illustrated, there's a lot of different layers, so I'm going to try to be succinct on a couple things and then, you know, turn it over and listen. Um, but, yeah, I would absolutely um, have my daughter uh, date me, and I was just thinking there's probably just two main reasons. Very, Always very honest and had some integrity, um, meaning even in my, I guess you could say, selfish periods in life, um, be it, you know, you're trying to be with other women or you're just trying to focus on your career or whatever. Um, I always felt like I laid out those expectations. Um, and then the other piece of it was uh, I, I learned how to be committed to something. Um, and I would say I probably got those things, um, not probably, I got those things um, from my relationship uh, and watching my parents. And uh, I heard Big House speak. Um, and he was saying, you know, he never saw his parents argue. Well, it was quite the opposite uh, for me. Um, I saw arguments. I, you know, I saw abuse, uh, um, infidelity at times on both sides. Um, I saw all those things, or, or I knew about those things, and um, and I grew up in, in in learning about them. Now I can say, um, kind of the end game is, you know, my parents have been married, you know, uh, 35 plus years, um, and they're very happy. Um, so I understood what commitment was when you decided to uh, get married. And I think sometimes um, in this world, uh, I think we've kind of lost uh, the faith in marriage and what it really means and what it just really means to be in a relationship. And I always compare it to even the relationship with my mother, who, who you know, I was born from. Um, there's always going to be ups and downs. It's not going to be perfect. Um, you're evolving. She's evolving. Um, and so if you're committed, you figure out how to get through those situations. Just like David was saying, if I'm losing, trying to lose weight, I got to figure out how to get through that week where I'm working 12-hour days to still get to that goal. I still got to be committed, and I still got to have that discipline. And I think that's what um, I think about when I'm you know, raising my son is to always have that integrity to have a sense of where you're at, 
Um, I think as men, we always can work on our communication skills because that is a weakness that we do have. And to be able to communicate, you know, what, what this is about, what our expectations are, why we're in it, and try to be completely honest. And then understand that it's an evolution. Um, and that evolution is very important. What I was at 22 is definitely not the person I am at, at 47, and it won't be the person I'm going to be at 57 either. Um, so I think uh, dating me and kind of, and not to say that I understood all of that at 15 or even 22 or shoot, even today, um, but having a sense of being honest uh, in the relationship, I think is the first thing um, that your, your girl should be looking for and being able to discern that because sometimes, you know, there's people deceiving. Um, but normally you can't keep the act up very long. Um, you got to be able to speak the game and also act the game. And so I think we teach our kids how to discern those, those different things. Um, and we always be about as much integrity as we possibly can, even in our, in our darkest moments. Beautiful. Thank you for that three cents, King. You brought took us up to the break. So, um, Wendell, I'm gonna go ahead and let you come out of the break. Um, given so, think about it over the break. Um, things that um, Mo just brought to us. Thank you again, a Mental Dialogue member. Go to highlight that. Go to mentaldialogue.com and support what we're doing, as uh, as well as support our sponsors, Big Sis Media, as well as Money Motivation, which is our next uh, commercial. And when we come out of the commercial, Wendell, I'll let you give us your thoughts on what Mo brought us. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, as well as special guest co-host, filling in for me, DeAsia. Thank you, Queen, for jumping in this thing and hanging out with us. But we got a call on the line that's been holding it down with me for the whole show for the most part. Wendell, I want to go ahead and let you jump in because I know you, you know, moving around uh, up there, um, you know, in a situation. I want to make sure if you needed to go, I want to make sure we got your thoughts as well. But another one of our friends, Mo, um, again, highlighting Mental Dialogue member, uh, gave us his thoughts. So I just wanted to give, you know, get your three cents on what he had to say because he brought a, 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 a mouthful, if you will. No, I think Mo was spot on. I mean, you know, he talked about how, you know, there are some some foundational components that we that that we are built with, you know, the things that we are forged with. And I think those are present when we're younger, whether it's 15 or 22 or 37 or 57 that we continue to grow on and um, you know, it the, but the elements are still there. And I tell you, growth is key. Right, we need to continue to grow in 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 the same in in that vein and kind of sharpen our uh, sharpen our swords 
And the thing is that we all need one another to continue to do this. And, what, you know, I've heard voices on this call that uh, have been instrumental in my growth and development as a, as a man, as a father, as a husband. And I can I can say to you that I wouldn't have been able to do that if it weren't for those men. And so uh, part of this is if anybody, you know, were were struggling with the question, I would I would offer to seek people out and to talk about those things for that support. Uh, so so absolutely, I I would I would say that you know what uh, Mo was what Mo brought to the table is absolutely spot on. Now sounds good. Actually, I meant to play a cut. Another cut from my anonymous interviewee, and I just I wanted his thoughts on well, you know, since his son is his oldest, I asked him his thoughts about, you know, in a sense, as we we're talking about his daughters, how is he raising his son? So let's listen to this cut, and DH, you can respond to this, and then we'll get to you, um, two eight three, we'll get to you after this. So let's play another little quick cut here. A, a, a young, you know, somebody. If I got if, I, if my daughter. Was, uh, you know, met your son? Is he is he groomed to be somebody my daughter could date? Yeah, he he sure is because he is groomed, and I, I I keep trying to everything that I have done. I, I literally do not want you having multiple kids, um, uh, mo- having kids with multiple women, because I I know the stress that I done went through with that. I didn't always told him that chicken school that that that's you know popular for all the wrong reasons. That, that ain't the one because it, that was your mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, that's not what you want, man. You want to stay focused. Get get like literally get yourself together now, and you know chase your goals. That way, you can pick, you can pick the, the damn chick that that come your way. Cause they 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 choosing you at that point. You know what I'm saying? You're not settling for just. Whoever and whatever, especially when you have your life together. Now, when you all have your life together, it's like, hey, man, I got to deal with this. I got to put up with this. I got to fight with her. I've been through that. I, I literally don't want that for my son. I have always told him, any woman upsets you, you get the hell on. Ain't no putting no hands on nobody. Let's keep it moving. That chick that's that's out there, you, you know, hugging every damn man she see, that ain't the one you, that's not your girl. You know what I mean? So I, 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 like I told you, I want them to do the opposite of me in certain situations. Now I get it. That's I always told my son, don't do not have more than one damn kid by multiple women. Yeah, go ahead. Deasia, um, your thoughts? Then we're gonna go to a caller. Um, I'm really glad that he touched on those points uh, about how he is trying to raise his son. Um, because the problem that we have is that our black men, their passage to manhood is their their conquest. That's their passage to manhood. Um, there, there, there isn't. It's it's this thing of like how many women that they can get and things like that. That's that's black men passage to to manhood. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that has to uh, be. We have to be men. I say I ain't gonna say we, but men have to be or little boys have to be reprogrammed in that sense. Um, It's gonna take a long time. I may be being an idealist right now when I'm saying it because this has been this has been uh, part of our society for a very very long time. But I feel like if we revise what the passage of manhood really is. 
I think that it will make a difference in these men who feel like they can't commit. Because if you notice in that clip, he said that he don't want his son to be with that girl that is with a whole lot of different boys, right? But it'd be okay, Mm -hmm. but he was a boy that was with a whole lot of girls. So it's okay for a boy to be with a whole lot of girls, but it's not okay for a girl to be with a whole lot of boys. So a boy can see that it's something wrong when a girl is out there doing it. But But society says that it's okay when a boy is out there doing it because that's actually their passage to... Their their passions to manhood, and whether you keep yourself, it shows that you're somewhat of a a, a good a good a good catch if you're that girl that that keeps yourself and everything. But a guy that's running around trying to have every girl is not a good fit for that girl that's trying to keep herself. So what it is, it it creates this problem where women. When they are in a situation, they're looking for commitment because for them that shows their worthiness. Like they, I can settle, and I'm with this one person. I don't want to be with these different men because how we were groomed. But yet, a man will run around and be with all of these different women. So I'm so glad that he is trying to, even though he's not doing it himself, he is trying to instill that component within his son. And so that hopefully his son don't turn out to be the same way that he is because if we keep if we keep raising these little boys like that where their passage to manhood is their conquest then there there won't be any quote unquote good men out there for their girls so you have to you have to you have to make sure that you're raising your your boys a certain type of way so it can be someone that's good enough for your daughter out there once once she gets to that point where she's able to have her boyfriend and start dating so he really made some good points when he said that no, nah, strong points, you know, and, and I'll even say this again because I can't, you know, I could, I just couldn't play the whole interview, but just to highlight something on that very thing you just said, um, you know, he's actually frustrated that he feels like there are not enough men who are trying to reverse it, you know what I mean, in the sense that, like he said, he kind of held it against his father for saying, well, how did you end up repeating the cycle since your father wasn't there for you, and he's, you know, reversing that in the way that he's there for his children, and you hear him say, I don't want you to do what I did, son, and he, he and in a, in a further part of the interview that you won't be able to hear this morning, he was mentioning that he felt like there's not enough men who are who are instilling, you know, don't be like me, do be better than me. You know what I mean? So he, in his opinion, he don't feel like there are enough men doing the very thing you're talking about. But let's go to a caller, area code 502, last three, 283. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, man, what's going on? This is, this is Brent. Hey, hey, what's up, B-Fun? What you got for us, King? Not, not, too, not too much, because uh, Wendell Mc- Wendell has covered it all. I tell you what, you got a—he must be doing that in his part time because he has touched on a lot of the aspects of, of things that I would say, and you know how I, I develop my daughter in uh, her growth and, and respecting herself, and then we look into the relationships uh, uh, aspect of it. And, and I would say Wendell probably doesn't remember this, and it speaks to how uh, how, how we do need. Um, groups, we need individuals, we need mentorship, and we had a conversation years ago that, that I still, from time to time, think about. He and another brother named JJ uh, were, were telling me why I should shop and buy Tommy Hilfiger and not Jay Riggins. I don't know if you remember that story. But, <laughs> but <laughs> the, 
the the thing was they were saying it lasts longer, is more value to it. And I'm thinking, I just came from a situation where I'm looking for five dollar uh, ATM machines because all I got is five dollars and fifty cents in my bank account. Jay Riggins <laughs> let me buy. <laughs> you know, so I'm looking for that kind of value. Uh huh. So, but but the the point is. And that's what that's the kind of uh, of um, experience that informs how I, I develop my daughter in the in the aspect of because because she's fourteen she's thirteen she'll be fourteen next month thinking about boys already I'm glad she has the open relationship with me that, that she'll say hey I like this boy I want you to um, meet them all you know they doing. Uh, Zoom and all that stuff now, or can he can he stop by and hang out on the porch or or whatever? But I tell her, I do tell her, I don't want her to, I want her to date somebody. I think she'd be very good to date somebody like me. But I also have seen in my experience young women who have had this this uh, idea of their father that holier than thou, he is everything, he can do everything, he does no wrong. And I try to inform her also that, no, people are fallible, you know, and mm-hmm. not jump head in and think, you know, because you know yourself and they do not. These boys are growing at 15 to 22. Don't don't think that this is a horrible person. Mo talked about it. Mo said, you know, I was a good person. I might have done some crazy things, but I was a good person. But still, this is somebody who's developing and and. When just like I tell young men, you're gonna figure it out. You're gonna be 18 or 48 when you figure it out. And I want her to to be able to to discern when she gets to that point mm-hmm. of deciding who she wants to be with. Is he has he figured it out now, or do I have to wait till he's 48 and and, and be able to make those kinds of decisions? But I, I thought the uh, all the discussion here has been been great. Wendell's been knocking them out the park just like uh, I would. Uh, uh, or just the the way I would think about uh, uh, developing and, and informing my daughter, but yeah, I think she would do good because of those things that we talked about values, you know, commitment that Dave talked about, you know, and, and relationships. The most of us don't have the training. I grew up in a single family home, single mother, father was never around, and where do I get that information from? My mother forced me to open doors. She was doing some training, so I was always struggling with that duality of the way my mother mm-hmm. trained me and what was accepted. You know what I'm saying? So I don't mm-hmm. know for the girl, but I'm trying to smash too. You know what I'm saying? So those yeah, are, are some of the things the that, and so, I, yes, I, I would uh, definitely want my daughter to date someone like me, but I would also want her to understand that um, there's that, that piece of, do you know him? Uh, is, is Do you know all about him? Are you willing to accept it? the flaws as well as the great. Okay. Now, great three cents, King. Appreciate your support. This is another mental dialogue. Yeah. Remember, I'm going to keep highlighting when they call in. So thank you for your longtime support. Um, of, 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 and I owe, I owe you a book bag as well. So I'm, I definitely will be getting that in the week, getting that in the uh, mail for you. I think, Mo, I owe you a book bag too. So I got both, both of these callers. I owe book bags too. So I'll get them out to y'all. Thank y'all for y'all support. Uh, we are up against 
uh, another break. So when we come out of the break, um, I'm actually going to – you sparked me to read a piece, DH. We've got a caller that, another caller as well. So you sparked me to read a piece based on something you said in reference to that training for young men, and we're also going to hear another cut uh, from our anonymous interviewee, if you will. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478 781 4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Ideally, we would be raised in families where, you know, your father and stepmom situation would have been better. You would have been committed to, which probably would have changed your outlook on what a marriage looks like possibly had it been that possibly i don't know but i'm just you know just going over a lot of things now but yeah just what's that perspective man of how do we prepare these daughters if we just gonna do our one two all the way through see now when you say that it's different for me because on the same token my daughter gets what she you know um you know she gets what she asks for from me right now, I'm that same father that opens up. I, hey, do, do not touch the door. Walk inside of a man uh, instead of on the outside of that street. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, and now I'm also raising her. Hey, I bought this cricket machine for you. Let's learn how to how to get some, some, some business going for yourself. Always need you first. You, you know, like, the, don't need a person. Now, I always tell her it's okay I don't want to, you know, I hate that, that independent woman thing or whatever, but I get a man raising or a person raising their kids. If need be, you able to take care of yourself. And that's how I'm raising my daughter. My daughter don't see okay. multiple women. That's another thing. She does not see multiple women. Okay. If, if something going on in this damn house is on the late night, where you those clothes, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you don't see multiple women. And, and, and so, um, and on the same token, I tell my daughter exactly like the real. You know, I I don't know if this too soon or, but just recently, basically told her down there anybody you come in contact with at this point is trying to stick something. In. Like I, I mean, I just have to be blunt with my children. You know what I'm saying? And that was with my oldest daughter at, at, um, right, right, right. having that conversation. But it, you know. I do see or I know other people with 14, 15-year-olds sending twerk videos and, and you know, uh, giving out their address to some guy and things. 
Hell no. Nah. My child ain't thinking about that right now because I have my, a 14-year-old that knows how to drive. A 14-year-old that's at the gun range. A four, you get what I'm saying? A 14-year-old yeah, that's yeah. actually learning how to cook because this is how I raised my child. So short of anything, wait, wait, real quick. Let me finish on that real quick. So I I would love to know if she was to look at a man, doesn't he have to possess some of those same qualities? Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you, yeah, she's around what a good man. Yeah, yeah, so right, you you can say you know Marquise does do his thing in the dark or would not. Somebody to do for. Yeah, it should be. You know, based the way you've been there for her, it's gonna be hard for a young. Knucklehead to be, cause my father did all this. So you ain't, you ain't. This mm-hmm. ain't nothing you doing is depressing me. Now I respect that. Hey, 100%. and she also has an understanding. I, I always tell my kids, they, them girls been wearing the damn belt. I love when a woman dress classy. When she shows left, I actually love that. Like I, I mean, I'm right. talking about truly. That girl won't show a uh, right. piece of skin. You get what I'm saying? Now, I ain't trying to, right. you know, control her life. As she get 18, want to do yeah, this, yeah. this, that, and the third. That's on her. But as right now, I always teach them basically to do the opposite of the wrong things that I've done wrong. God love and I, I mean, that's just real. I, you know, I, I cannot tell somebody to just be uh, faithful. That that's out of my hands. You know what I'm saying? But I damn sure go. Hey, hey. I, I do see and know for myself that it's harder to approach that woman that got her belt on, dressed up nice as hell, as opposed to that chick with everything just hanging out. You want her? Hey, come on, girl. Let's go. You, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And that, that's how I raise my girls. And I feel yeah, yeah, like yeah. that people, would be the man that has to approach them. Yeah. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Guest co-host filling in for me, DeAndre Robinson, for this morning's discussion question. Men, would you want your daughter to date a man like you? Um, Lionheart, I see you out there. We're going to get to you. But I want to share this piece that I wrote because I am highlighting. Let me point this out there. You will see the promotion soon. I am working on my book. Um, that I'll be putting out this year. Uh, my computer went out yesterday, so I hope I, I'll get it out as soon as I want to. i got to go get that fixed so I can get that out. But this is one piece um, that I'll be sharing from my book called Hashtag Just My Three Cents for those who have been following me for a long time. And it's basically a, the goal is to have put out think pieces that are, are encourage people to have conversations. So the book will be used to, in a sense, generate conversations amongst uh, amongst people and particularly amongst our people. And this is a piece I wrote, and it's called um, Black Socrates Speaks. She's got to have it. And so, DeAsia, I want to hear your thoughts coming out of when I finish this. It's pretty short. So it um, starts with truth number one. A man calling a woman a hoe for doing the same thing he does is whack. Truth number two, everybody becoming hoes is also whack. Black America getting caught up into American individualism has not served our community well. If we're completely honest, our community can least afford it, yet we continue to pay the high price of the sexual revolution with too many broken homes. Ladies, please note that most men who support the sexual revolution don't care anything about your equal rights but are simply thankful for the easy pussy. Let me be clear. I'm not placing the responsibility on our black queens, although some women just stop reading because to them I'm just another black man who wants to control the black woman. If you're still reading, please understand I'm not wasting one minute on judging anyone. 
My body count is quite shameful, and I can only hope I find a queen who sees me worthy of marriage one day. Moreover, for other black men like myself who also failed to ascend into true manhood but instead enjoyed the fruits of an extended adolescence, it is time now to admit the man with the most notches lost. The sooner we learn to treat the black woman as God and finally grow up to wife her, the sooner the problems we complain about in the black community will cease to exist. That's my just my three cents. DeAsia, any thoughts on that piece or anything you heard in the cut? Um, I have thoughts on that piece that, that ties into the cut as well. Um, what's very interesting about that piece and what uh, the anonymous – uh, person who you were interviewing was saying, yeah, the interviewee. Um, a lot of it is talking about what a a girl should be doing to dodge a bullet. Here's the thing: controlling or sheltering your girls, or okay, don't wear this clothes now. Certain certain behavior, certain styles of dressing and everything, that does kind of prevent you from, like, predators or whatever. But that doesn't change the fact, like, that guy is in the clip saying, hey, he's so turned on by a woman that is dressed in modest. But he's still not the type of man that is going to commit to her either. He's, he, he, he shies away from commitment. So because of the way that the, the woman is presenting herself does not change the the man he still he still said that he shies away from commitment so he's not the type of guy that's going to settle down with one woman so to kind of like place that responsibility on okay the women need to do something or the girls need to do something it's not going to change the fact that the, the a boy's passage to manhood is his conquest what it is what's going to happen is his daughter will just end up being the girl that never probably find a boyfriend because that boy that's in his mindset that's like, hey, I'm 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 on the hunt right now. He's just gonna keep going. If he's on the hunt right now, he's not gonna turn around and be like, hey, let me stop this and let me a 15, 16 year old boy is not gonna be like, hey, let me stop this and settle down and be something that I'm not to this man's daughter because she's dressed modest. He's just gonna keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, and then his daughter might be someone that doesn't have a boyfriend. And until she gets older, which is a problem as well, because now she's not going to know how to deal with heartbreak. And it's hard when you're an older person and your dad has shown you these different images and you feel like, and I had to deal with that because my dad showed me these different images. I feel like this is what a man should be and this is what, and it wasn't until I got older that I learned that it was something different. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want nobody like my daddy. And it kind of helped me because you have to understand that now we you are giving us that Cinderella complex. And so once you give us that Cinderella complex and we step out into the real world and it's just really not like that. So it's a good thing that he is being honest with her, but he don't want to he don't want to uh switch the blame on, "Hey, um it's me and I here that don't want you for anything that that, that don't want to do nothing but get it wet." And but so it so with that being said, this is something that you need to do because it isn't it isn't our that isn't her responsibility. That starts with that that little boy. How so that little me, boy is raised. We got we only got a few minutes, so I think I want to I want to challenge you to be fair um, and fair in this sense. 
Um, you know, even in his quote cut, he said, "Hey, well, you know, in a sense, when she gets 18, she could do, you know, whatever, you know, to, you know, when it comes to that." And um, it's, I think it's an unfair, and personally, obviously, it's my piece. I think it's an unfair indictment when I'm spe- specifically saying not placing that responsibility um, on black women. So I don't know that he necessarily placed it. He just pointed out in a sense, how as men can be attracted to that. And you got to keep in mind, he's also saying for her to get a woman not like himself. So he wasn't even, you know, and so even he's saying that he wants her, you know, to end up with someone who's not like himself. And um, I definitely pointed out that I'm not placing that responsibility. I actually said that we are not winning by being the men with the most notches. And that's, that's the very thing he told his son. So I think it's I think it's very consistent, but just pointing that out, I think it is okay to point it out to your daughter, and he didn't put the onus on her at all, and I'm not doing that in this piece. Uh, we got a minute and a half. Wendell, if you're still with me, uh, I'll give you a thought as well. And DeAsia, I'll let you close us out. Lionheart, I won't be able to get to you again. Sorry about that, King. Um, but, yeah, one last thought from you, Wendell, if you can make it succinct so I can give the DeAsia a closing thought. Thank you, man. I just wanted to real quick talk about this whole notion of the passage of manhood is sexual conquest. I have to disagree with that. I don't know that men see uh, that as an appropriate passage to manhood. Rather, boys may. Uh, The true passage to manhood is responsibility and accountability and to be able to take care of yourself and others. If you have a family, that would be... uh, that would be what I would consider this passion of manhood. What we see in this whole sexual conquest thing is an exertion of power with someone who, who doesn't feel that they have any other power but through uh, sexuality. Um, next point. Uh, well, we only got 30 seconds, about, King, so I'm going to leave it out. All right, I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to let the queen end it out, man, so I gotta, yeah, I'm going to have to cut you off on that one. Um, the age, you got 30 seconds. Right. Say what you want, and we out this thing. Um, I just want to say to sum it all up, this was a, a really good conversation to be had. I think this is something that definitely deserves deserves a part two because, like, it was expressed in the very beginning that there are so many layers to this conversation. So I hope that all of the listeners were able to, you know, take something from it. And I just hope we start to um, have these conversations and begin to work on just being better. Now I love Protect it. Let's do it on locked. Do, do it on locked and loaded. This is this is a queen. This queen has locked and loaded. I told you I was going to close y'all out with a poem from Sabrina Jolly, our first hour queen of intellect. So we are out this thing. See y'all next Saturday. Thoroughly enjoyed this poem again. I told you she the truth in the booth. So I'll see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. Why is there more negative than positive images of blacks in the media? Answer. Black exploitation pays more. Look at Drake. Look at Kate. Look at how the conversation changes when they around their friends versus when they rapping on a tape. I'm this even when I don't feel like it. I can't hang my black up like a coat and go and master call. I can't run from my tone. My dialect sounds like neck bone juice running over, soaking my cornbread jargon. This breathing smells of pot liquor and melding pots. This is my land. I built it because my back is strong, strong enough to take the pain, inflict it again and again. What do they call me? That nigga, that sister, that brother, that queen, that king, creator, destroyer, that negro, killer, poverty stricken, only good enough to exploit but never good enough to owe. Black, dispatched by the spirit to send this missive. The 
cognitively dissonant might dismiss this, but I'm on a mission, much like the running of shackled feet, escaping to give us free, the clasping of hands, praying to give us free, or the bending of knee, kissing the earth in submission, begging to give us free. I was told to tell y'all not to ask for shit no more, nor point the finger looking for an excuse, because the solution requires work, and none of us want to be the laborers anymore. We've tied up in conditions like kinks, reaching for handouts. But isn't it ours, this land, this struggle turned hip-hop, this morning turned bebop? Ain't it ours, everything, from that ass on Kim K's back, them lips we talk smack with? But it is ours, taken. So why are we asking? Tired, ain't you? Or is it trending? Another thing to get us out the house and in the field. Don't epigenetics work either way? Don't exhaustion pass down like depression? Don't weary pass down like trauma? Don't fatigue pass down like bondage? Or have we forgotten who we're dealing with? This isn't new. It's easier to find the problem than create the solution. We're like mutants of God. No wonder everyone wants to quote us, know us. We're evolution of the weekend. Revolutions of the being, the solutions for the complainers, distribution, the real to the fakers. We're like Newton, but we stay in motion regardless. I got a new ton of issues, but I'm not complaining. I'm a messenger. Our necks have been noosed for quite some time. Now, I'm no longer asking for permission to breathe or telling them I can't. My affirmation sounds like promise and ownership. My affirmation sounds like peace and self-governing. My affirmation sounds like love and keeping what's mine because I'm black, built like that. My skin is black. My arms are long. My hair hair is woolly, my back is strong, strong enough to take the pain and fix it again and again. I'm breathing again and again. I'm living again and again. We're fighting again and again. Ain't you tired of suffering again and again? Stop complaining and take. Ain't you stronger than that? Take. That's like building a home for you and your family just for someone to come in and take while you and your family sit homeless while they take. We're all too familiar with rehearsing the issue. Our set, our saw, and Heru turned Yesu somewhere over there with the council in them and Nasia made me a believer, a race knowledge of self and infiltrated the minds with the master semen. Now we all fucked, traded divine spirit for true religion, traded the household for survival, made our brother our rival, made the enemy the idol. I am all too familiar with the problem. Be the commodity, till the land, bring forth vegetation and feed the child, bear your baby, told we're hypo-human. We are, who knew the deep, the below, the barrel could teach you things the super couldn't. Take your child, feed mine, fuck it, you don't need it, you don't feel, your emotions aren't real, you're more like AI. Hey, I'm tired of talking about this shit, time for solutions, time to knock medulla so their heads are so whooping anytime they touch us, time to take advantage of the promise in this promised land, cause there is promise here, if only we stop complaining, asking for permission, and just take what's ours, ain't we royalty, give us free, let us be everything we are or we'll take it 